This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's be a little bit informative. All right. So let's go out to the guest line here. Uh, Toyota of Hollywood guest line. Shop over 1,500 Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Local 10's Janice Fernandez joining us here straight off the news desk. Right, Janice? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Yes, I was so lucky enough to be working the morning shift today. So just got off set. You guys know what that's like to wake up at. What time do you guys wake up? I, I, I had to get into work at 3.30. Usually my the time when I work the morning shift. You know how it goes. Lots of coffee this morning. <laughs> well, when we were when we were doing mornings, okay, you know, we were on at 5.30 a.m. back then. And I mean, I, I woke up at 4.15, but like, you got to go like you got to do makeup and and like you got to be serious like your your morning shift is you didn't wake a up. lot Hold on. more you involved than you were such a liar Zazzle. you did not wake up what? at 4 15. you woke up at like five and somehow rolled into the studio at Yo, don't worry about that. wearing what you were still wearing the night before i woke up at four yeah that's showered true at least before i would come in that's <laughs> true because janice you got to do the makeup <laughs> and yeah janice you got to do the makeup and like you got to get, like, dressed for real. I'm coming into work in my pajamas, you know? Yeah, you got to gotta do the makeup, and I got to do the hair. But it's true. The hardest thing is when you wake up, you're so tired, and you have to make this decision of what am I going to wear today? And you, But your mind is so foggy, so you're, like, constantly asking yourself, okay, do I have shoes that match? Okay, do I have earrings that match? Okay, is my dress good? Is it clean? Is it pressed? So usually what you do is you kind of lay it out the night before is the plan to do. But let me tell you, making decisions in the morning is really difficult. All I got to do is just like roll out of bed and drink coffee. But when you have to make like real decisions and put your eyeliner straight, that is when you know how tough it is to be a woman. (laughs) No, I used to be able to just roll to work and sit in front of the microphone, turn it on and let's talk about what I want. Like you're doing important stuff there. Like you're, you're reading serious news stories off the prompter and like, you got to be accurate. Like, you, you really got to have your head in the game, you know? Yeah, you do. And then sometimes you have what I call morning brain, and it happens where there's maybe a typo in the prompter, and you have to just, like, pause and remember, wait, no, that number is wrong because <laughs> yesterday we said this, and today it's this. So you have to be on it, or else you're just going to, like, read and have, like, a Ron Burgundy moment. So you have to kind of be reading ahead of yourself to make sure you know, okay, wait, are, are we saying the right stuff? Is this accurate? So, yeah, it, Oh, it can be a challenge, and especially and, during this climate. 
Amber, you would be terrible at that, okay? If something was on the prompter <laughs> and it was incorrect, Amber, no, you'd I'm be good so at prompter. bad at I am good at prompter, Zazlo. I have had no, but what if it said the wrong thing? Prompter. I'm good at it for some reason. Prompter, I'm okay because normally I prepare in advance. See, for this show, when they hand me headlines and see, Janice, what they do on this show is we get the headlines from the producer who's so kind in the morning to send me headlines to read but then they plant things in the headlines to trip me up on purpose. And I'm very lazy and I don't read them well in advance. And I often end up saying ridiculous things like they uh, will name one of the stadiums after a porn company. And I caught that one, but they'll do things like that. <laughs> so they're just trying to mess with you. That's not All fair. the time. All the time. <laughs> Unfair advantage. So. So, Janice, I wonder, you know, on a day like today, for instance, Local 10's Janice Fernandez here with us. Uh, on a day like today, how much of your broadcast, uh, of your newscast nowadays, is coronavirus-based? Is anything not about the virus? Oh, my goodness. I will say that at least this week, we have some things that are not coronavirus-related. But when I say we have some things not coronavirus-related, I would have to say maybe three stories and they have to be pretty big stories to be included in our newscast but i would say 98 percent of our newscast is coronavirus related even our sort of i I don't like to call them fluff pieces but the pieces we kind of give to bring a little smile to people's faces even those are coronavirus related because it'll be you know a a kid who's it's his birthday and they have the parade come through or maybe someone doing an act of kindness but it's all kind of goes back to coronavirus it it really has consumed all of our lives sometimes i feel like we're sort of joking that we as newscasters we're like i feel like it's groundhog day because we feel like we're saying the same thing over and over again but we're not it's always new information but you feel like you're reliving the same day over and over again It's, it's wild how about uh as far as locally as far as south florida is concerned are we are are we seeing more more businesses start to not necessarily open up, but, you know, I know everyone now is doing takeout and delivery. Like, it seems like everyone is trying to adjust, correct? Everyone's trying to adjust and everyone is getting creative. Uh, You're seeing a lot of um, situations. Like, I know just yesterday, Christy Cougar was saying she had to go get something at Best Buy. And they're doing a thing where she could just kind of drive in and do like a drive through and they drop off what she needs in her car and she could keep moving on. So people are really just trying to get creative. But we're sort of at that point now where, um, we're, we're, you know, basically mid-April now. We've been closed for since March. And we're at that point now where everyone's thinking, okay, we can continue this creativity for maybe the next few weeks, but there's got to be an end game here. You know, no one can really sustain this type of life in the way that we have these businesses closed and we're, we're really doing things digitally, even, even work-wise where everybody's managing. But I think everyone's sort of itching at this point to get back to normal. But the truth is when we quote unquote get back to normal, it's still not going to be normal. I mean, as you know, uh, we have to wear masks now inside grocery stores and, you know, there's mask mandates in different areas of Miami-Dade and as well as Broward County. And so it's just things like that, that even when these businesses do open up, it's still going to look very different from what we're used to. But I think everybody's at this point right now where they're just itching to start to get things at least somewhat back to normal um, because it, it really has just been, I'm sure a lot of people are getting cabin fever. I'm sure feeling it. <laughs> and my, myself, I'm feeling the cabin fever. 
what about school-wise, public school-wise, Janice? I mean, I saw the governor a few days ago. He, he mentioned about wanting to start to put together a plan to get the schools going again. Like, what's, what's the, the recent word about that? Yeah, so, you know, the, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis did, did mention how he does want to get school, schools back up and running. But, you know, when you talk to the leaders here in Miami-Dade County and even in Broward County, they just don't see it being a possibility. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Miami-Dade especially is considered, I hate to use the word hotspot, but we definitely have the most cases in the state of Florida. And there's obvious reason for that. And a lot of that has to do with our population. Uh, we're obviously a very large county. We obviously have a lot of people here. So it makes sense in a way that we would have the most number of cases. So it's going, I think it's going to come down to a county-by-county county situation. I know the governor has not wanted, he said multiple times that not every county and not every city looks the same in the state of Florida, that there are places that maybe don't have as many cases, that it would be safe to go back to work and it would be safe to go back to school. But then you have places like Miami-Dade County where it's going to be a little bit of a different situation because we have so many cases. So I, it seems like it's going to come down to a county-by-county county basis. And where Miami-Dade and Broward fall in that, I would be surprised if we go back to school this year. But, yeah. but you never know. I mean, things change every day. Um, I was just looking today. They changed it again. We, they said the peak for deaths of COVID-19 in Florida. They originally said it was going to be April 26th, but then all of a sudden it got pushed back a couple of weeks, and now we're looking at May 6th. So that's going to play a factor, too, because when the governor did mention how he wants to get schools back up and running, it looked like our peak was going to be April 26th. Now they're saying it's going to be April 6th. So it's so hard to predict because every day the numbers change. Every day the models change. So it's hard to say what we will end up doing. Um, so we're going to have to wait and see. You know, I, I know that there's a little bit of a, a – not a conflict, but a little bit of a conflict in New York where the New York City mayor said – Schools are done for the rest of the year. But the governor there, Andrew Cuomo, said, well, wait a minute, I make that decision. So we're going to have to see how this all comes down. And I, I think one thing I will say is something that I think can cause a little bit of confusion for all of us is, you know, we have city leaders, we have county leaders, we have state leaders. And then, of course, we have the federal government. And, and it's hard because not everything is consistent. So you come down to the point where you ask yourself, OK, who do we listen to? <laughs> Who's, who makes yeah. the final call here? So it really is going to be a wait and see situation. But I, I would imagine with May 1st being such a target for the federal government to want to get things back up and running, I would say by May, May 1st, maybe even April 30th, I think we're going to get a lot of answers as to like what things are going to look like and how we're going to do things. What about local hospitals, Janice? Like, what do we hear about how they're holding up uh, lately? So from what we're hearing from local hospitals is things seem to be at least in a sense running smoothly. Um, from what we've heard, it seems like equipment is okay. It seems like they have the PPEs that they need. Uh, we haven't heard anything like what we've seen in New York, where they're completely overrun. They don't have enough staff. They don't have enough equipment. But that's not to say that our hospitals here are not extremely busy, because they are. Uh, one thing that's very interesting, though, is the hospitals, and this is sort of a good thing, at least for this situation, a lot of hospitals are reporting um, very low numbers in the amount of people who are going into the emergency rooms. And that's a good thing because we don't want to overrun the hospitals. Obviously, we want you to come in if there's an emergency. We don't want to overrun the hospitals and they're already focused on COVID-19 and fighting that. So we've seen a lot of 
uh, decreases in the number of people walking into emergency rooms. Although it is a little strange, though, because you're talking about people who will have medical emergencies, heart attacks or whatnot. They're not seeing a lot of that, which is sort of interesting. Um, but but as far as as far as what we've been told and from what we've seen, it looks like everyone's main uh, priority is fighting COVID-19. But it seems like Florida in general, is favoring pretty well, at least from a hospital standpoint. Um, what's, what's concerning, I will say, would be the assisted living facilities. And, and you know how that goes. When there's an assisted living facility, if one person gets sick, it spreads like wildfire. And obviously, you know, Florida is a state, especially South Florida, where we do have a lot of retirees. We have a lot of people here who are elderly. And to see those numbers go up every day, that is a little bit concerning. So I would say hospitals are good. Assisted living facilities, though, that's where you're going to find a little bit of trouble there in terms of combating the virus. Janice, are we leaving anything out? Is there anything else that our, uh, our listeners need to know today? You know, one thing I will let your listeners know, and maybe you guys have mentioned this already, but I think this is a really positive and a great step, is um, the Hard Rock Stadium, the testing site there, they are opening it up now to everyone. As you know, there were certain restrictions about only opening it up to a certain age group, and they wanted to make sure you had severe symptoms. But now they're actually opening it up to everyone. Um, they open at 9 a.m. I will tell you that the lines do get long because their plan is every day they're going to run 400 tests. And once they reach 400 tests, you're going to have to wait and come back the next day. But I think this is a very positive step because I think a lot of people out there may have symptoms that are mild, but they want to know if they have it or maybe they came in contact with someone and they want to know if they have it. And that's going to ease a lot of minds. And, and I do believe that the more people who get tested, the better our data will be to decide when we hit the peak and how we combat everything. So I think it's important that if you feel like you have symptoms, Hard Rock Stadium is taking you know people at all ages. So that's a great positive step there because we have been seeing very short lines or really empty testing facilities. So it's great to see them now opening it up to allow more people to get tested. So um, really good information there for your viewers, for sure. Janice Fernandez, Local 10 News. We appreciate it so much, Janice. Thanks a lot, and uh, stay safe. Keep up the good work, all right? <laughs> Thank you so much. Nice talking to you guys. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.